Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cycling Dane. Today we're going to look at the Vuelta España 2023 and how the race unfolded. The 2023 Vuelta España of course boasted a strong lineup with the defending champion Remco Benepol looking to claim back his title. As well as this we have the two-time defending Tour de France champion Jonas Vingor who was returning to the race for the first time since 2020. As well as Primoz Roglic, the current Giro d'Italia champion. Both were part of a very strong Jumbo Visma lineup and this also included Sepp Kuss who was riding his third Grand Tour of the season in services of his two teammates, it was assumed, and had been a lucky charm for the team. There was, however, one question within this team, who would be the leader. On the opening team time trial in Barcelona, Jumbo Visma were favourites to win it as they'd done so the year before. However, on the wet and ever darkening stage, Jumbo Visma was off the pace and they tried to survive this stage without any crashes as some teams had riders crash on the stage. Ultimately, they finished 11th, 33 seconds down on the winner's DSM and some of their other rivals. On the second stage, there were concerns about the weather and the conditions that the riders would be enduring, with Jonas Vingo and Enric Mas conversing about what to do. In the end, the finish was altered for the GC battle and the time taken for these guys was at the final seven kilometer mark. During the stage, Jumbo Visma had bad luck as Roglic even crashed, but he didn't lose any time in the end and it didn't seem to affect him too much. On the third stage, it was the first mountaintop finish. DSM took charge of the peloton with Jumbo Visma lining up behind. On the climb, Ayuso opened up with an attack marked swiftly by Vingegaard and Sepp Kuss. Kuss then countered in his home region and chased down the lone leader of Leonard Kemner with Soler in hot pursuit. They were both pulled back by the favourites when they caught Kemner. Soler then countered again and here now Kuss was leading the chase to try and bring him back. The action then settled down and Kuss kept things calm at the front with a high pace. Remco Benepol then suddenly accelerated with Jonas Vingor the only one able to keep up but Sepp Kuss lost touch with the front group and finished 13 seconds down on the stage winner of Remco Evenepoel. The two next stages were fairly calm for Jumbo Visma and two flat finishes. Stage 6 was another mountain test for the riders as Remco Evenepoel, the leader's jersey, had decided that he was going to let the breakaway take over the jersey. Sepp Kuss had been allowed into the breakaway and by the final climb the peloton still had more than three minutes of a deficit. FDJ had riders in abundance in the break in order to help Lenny Martinez so kept the pace for the group as they sensed there was a red jersey opportunity while Vingegaard and Roglic were in the red jersey group. Sepp Kuss didn't respond to the initial attack of Rubio of Movistar but with 3.3 kilometers to go Kuss decided to float away from the others in pursuit of both Martinez and Bardet who had gone up the road to hunt down Rubio. Then there was a double Jumbo onslaught on the Welta's Roglic and Vingegaard managed to get up the road away from Remco Evenepoel and Sepp Kuss had managed to get rid of the remaining breakaway riders and soloed all the way to the finish to win the stage. He won the stage ahead of Lenny Martinez 26 seconds down on Sepp Kuss and Roglic and Vingegaard had managed to take critical time of their rivals as well so it was a win-win for Jumbo Visma on the day but crucially Sepp Kuss missed out on the jersey by a mere 
eight seconds. However, his confidence was soaring high. Stage seven was a hectic flat stage into Oliva and 10 kilometers from the finish, there was a touch of wheels in the peloton. And unfortunately, Sepp Kuz was unable to avoid the bundle of riders in front of him and landed on the other riders, potentially softening his impact as well. And Kuz was quick to get on his bike again and managed to catch up with the bunch and finish 38th, not losing any time. So still eight seconds adrift of Lenny Martinez. Stage eight was a big test for the red jersey of Lenny Martinez as it finished as the final climb was a 3.8 kilometer climb at 11 and a half percent average. Towards said final climb, there was a breakaway out in front and Jumbo Visma were poised for the assault on the young French leader as Walter had upped the pace but Quickstep were also keen to impose themselves and 2.5 kilometers from the top of this climb, Martinez was struggling but Kuss on the other hand looked very comfortable. Remco went to the front to prevent an acceleration by Jumbo Visma. However, there was a slight dampening of the pace by Remco and here Kuz saw an opportunity and launched off the front with a devastating attack. However, Remco managed to grind down the favorites group and bring back Kuz in a remarkable effort one kilometer from the top. Remco then went to the front and managed to neutralize all the thoughts of attacking him and Sepp Kuz was of course benefiting from this as the high pace being put on was distancing Martinez even further. Kuz began to lose touch as he paid for the earlier effort 300 meters from the top of the climb. However, he did manage to regain that time of the descent and in the finale, Primoz Roglic managed to get the jump on the other riders and Sepp Kuz finished seventh place only a few seconds down on the stage winner. Overall, that meant that Sepp Kuz took over the red jersey with 43 seconds advantage on Mark Soler and more than two and a half minutes of a lead over both Vingegaard and Roglic. After that, we had one last stage before the rest day and here Kemner took the stage win and the GC was neutralized before the finish because of the conditions and thereby he maintained his lead into the leader's jersey. The first stage of the second week was a time trial in Valladolid the only individual time trial of the Vuelta España, 25.8 kilometers long. The stage was ultimately won by Filippo Ghana, who managed to beat out the world champion Remco Evenepoel. Remco, however, made a dent into his rivals with a huge ride, and Kuss did manage to do one of his best ever time trials in a Grand Tour, finishing one minute and 29 seconds down on Ghana, and now he had only a lead of one minute and nine seconds to Remco Evenepoel. Stage 11 was another breakaway stage and the racing was neutralized somewhat by the contenders as it was a flat stage on stage 12 as well. Then the Vuelta España ventured into another country on stage 13 and this was France for the mythical climb, the Col de Tourmalet being the finishing climb. Remco Venepoel was suffering on the day and quickly lost touch with the favorites and on the Tourmalet itself, Jombo Visma set pace, grinding down the favorites, and eight kilometers from the finish, Vingegaard began to attack, but it was neutralized by UAE. 300 meters later, Vingegaard proceeded to attack again, and it looked like a tactical masterclass by Jombo Visma, utilizing their numbers in this front favorite group. Both Mass and Ayuso struggled to organize the chase among themselves, and now it looked like Vingegaard was sailing away with the win. Kuss covered any moves by Mass, and with the Flamme Rouge closing in, Sepp Kuss counted in the second group to chase down Vingegaard, who had a one minute advantage, and no one responded to the American immediately. And Vingegaard won the stage, but Kuss crucially sliced the advantage in half, finishing 30 seconds behind the Dana. Roglic was a further three seconds behind Kuss, so that made it a one Two, three for Jan Visma. Now, suddenly, his teammates were second and third in the classification behind 
Kuz. Stage 14 was another one for the breakaway and a controlled effort for the GC with Bahrain putting the pressure on but no real changes for the upper tier of the classification. The final week was a special one for Kuz as it was not just his birthday but it was also the kind of climbing he prefers, the longer tougher ones so exciting time for him. On stage 16, leading into the final climb, it was a managed situation at the front of the pack. Sepp Kuz was riding third wheel, and then inside the last four kilometers, strangely, Vingo attacked to bring out the other teams to chase him down. A strange position for Kuz, as he was losing part of his advantage now to his teammate Vingo and Finn Fischer Black, who disappeared up the road. Then Roglic proceeded to attack as well, and now the Jumbo Visma race leader had to fend for himself to keep hold of that advantage. Ultimately, Vingo won the stage, and Roglic managed to finish a minute down on him, and Kuz was a few seconds down on the Slovenian. This was a very strange situation, as it seemed like the team was neglecting the race leader, but more was to come. Stage 17 was the mythical Angleru stage and also Sepp Kuz's 29th birthday, so a special day indeed for the red jersey wearer. And it was also the first time since 2020 that the race had gone here, where both Vingegaard and Kuz had been part of Roglic's welter winning team. On the climb, Bahrain led a tough pace and brought back Remco Venepoel and the lone breakaway leader, and the catch was made 5.6 kilometers from the finishing line with the most brutal sections left. Bahrain made it hard for everyone and it proceeded to be a Yumbo Bahrain affair at the front, but before long, Roglic upped the pace and shortly after Bahrain all cracked and suddenly Jumbo Visma were in the dream scenario only two kilometers to the finishing line with only their riders in the front. But then Roglic upped the pace more and Sepp Kuz began to slide off the back and he took hold of his race radio and said something that we will never know but the front duo were non-responsive and continued the pace opening up a gap to the American leader. Kuz had to link up to Lander to try and limit the damage being imposed by his two teammates and defend his lead and the unwritten rule of not attacking the leader's jersey if a teammate has it was completely out the window. Roglic won the stage with Wingo on his wheel and Sepp Kuz managed to limit his losses to 19 seconds and now in the general classification Wingo was only 8 seconds adrift and perhaps the trust of Sepp Kuz in his teammates had eroded slightly. The experience had left Kuz frustrated for sure and he had been distanced by his teammates with no underlying threat around them but he stayed loyal in the post-race interview as you can hear here. Yeah, I think behind the scenes we we work really well together. They're, they're two big big champions and uh, yeah, I also want my my shot but uh, I, I also am, am happy to, to work for them when it when I it's called for. So uh, yeah, it's, it's been a beautiful experience. Stage 18 was an intriguing affair and here Jonas Vingot was working for the American and even when they came to the finish line dropped back to make sure his, his deficit would be even bigger to Sepp Kuz. That meant that the GC was now standing at 17 seconds between the two. Stage 20 was the final hilly stage and was a nervous stage for Sepp Kuz. So close to the prize on the final test. A breakaway was led up the road but in the final climbs the stage and the battle for fourth place forced Jumbo Visma to be alert and defend anything. But in terms of the GC nothing really changed and Sepp Kuz and Roglic and Jonas Vingol slowed up before the finishing line to hold hands 
to produce an iconic image of the three teammates who had finished 1-2-3 in the Welter. Sepp Kuss thereby secured a historic win in the Welter España, the first ever American to do so since Chris Horner back in 2013. He rounded out his Grand Tour participations in 2023 with a victory for himself as well. A very popular winner, having been in the service for so many tours and victories for both Primoz Roglic and Jonas Vingor, and now it was his turn. He would share the podium with his two teammates, a fitting finish to the Welter España, and this was the first time since 1966 that our team had swept the whole podium. That's basically it for this video. Make sure to let me know down in the comments what you thought of this Sepp Kuss victory and why not check out the video I did of the rise of Sepp Kuss as well. And make sure to hit the like button. Let's try and get to a thousand likes. Subscribe to the channel if you're new here. And as always, thank you for watching and have a nice day.